Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome to Aaron Menke's Cabinet of Curiosities, a production of iHeartRadio and Grim and Mild. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. Ask an educator why they got into teaching, and they'll probably tell you that their career was a calling. They wanted to help students achieve their dreams and be the best versions of themselves they could be. But in Echo Park, California in 1952, a stranger wandered into the classroom at Elysian Heights Elementary and changed lives in a very different way. He didn't have a name, just a white and gray fur coat on his back, and he barely spoke. He just kind of napped around the classroom wherever and whenever he liked. The stranger left the school the day after he'd arrived without a word and then came back the following morning as though nothing had happened. No one had hired him. He wasn't a substitute teacher, and he wasn't part of the administration staff. He simply walked up and down the school's hallways as he pleased, poking in and out of classrooms, sleeping in random areas of the building like he owned the place. He practically moved into the school, and surprisingly, nobody had any problem with it. They even gave him a name. The students called him Room 8 because that was the classroom that he first appeared in. When the school year was over, Room 8 would go off and find somewhere else to live for a few months until class resumed the following September. And like clockwork, he'd be there, waiting for the teachers to open their rooms to him again. By now, you probably realize that Room 8 wasn't a strange man who had started hanging out with a bunch of kids. He was actually a cat. He had come in through an open window, and for the next 16 years, he became a fixture within the schools. Kids didn't care about being student president or hall monitor. They wanted the job of cat feeder, the person responsible for making sure that Room 8 was taken care of each and every day. Although he often ate from the students' own lunches, nibbling on sandwiches and snacks that they had brought from home, and when an outgoing group of sixth graders was having their class picture taken, Room 8 was there, ready for his close-up. But as social media and internet memes have shown us today, there is nothing people enjoy more than cute animal stories. And in the days before the term viral was used to describe anything other than an infection, newspapers and magazines loved to publish heartwarming stories about our furry friends. Room 8 became a national sensation. A documentary was made about him, titled Big Cat's Little Cat. Look Magazine did a three-page feature on him, with pictures taken by Richard Hewitt. Hewitt was a noted photographer, who would go on to take iconic photos of stars like Jodie Foster, Andy Griffith, and Betty Davis. And here he was, snapping pictures of a classroom cat. The cat also had a children's book written about him titled A Cat Called Room 8 by Virginia Finley and Beverly Mason, which was published in 1966. And he appeared on an episode of the television variety show House Party, alongside host Art Linkletter. 
He was everywhere. But little was known about Room 8. He was born in 1947 and had run away after being abused in his house. When classes at Elysian Heights Elementary were not in session, he was known to stay with the Nakano family who lived nearby. Sometimes he sought shelter with students as well. Room 8's story resonated with many people, and he received over 10,000 fan letters from all over the world, which were answered by the children at the school. Over time, Room 8's return to school each September became a major event. Children, parents, and local reporters would line up outside the building to welcome him back with open arms. And they did this until his tragic passing in 1968. Room 8 died at the age of 21, a good long life for an outdoor cat who made friends everywhere he went. He's remembered to this day thanks to a square of cement outside the school bearing his paw prints. They have been preserved along with a portrait drawn by Valerie Martin, the illustrator for the children's book that was written about him. Roommates' remains are buried in Los Angeles Pet Memorial Park, about 35 minutes west of the school. He's interred near other famous animals, like Humphrey Bogart's Cocker Spaniel, Droopy, as well as the MGM lion, Tawny. He may have been a world-famous cat, but to the kids of Echo Park, California in the 1950s and 60s, he was just their cuddly, perfect mascot. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. It's hard not to panic when we see it. 
those eight hairy legs crawling across the ceiling, the jumble of eyes staring at us as the creature weaves its delicate web. But despite the fear they create, spiders serve very real and necessary purposes. They eat the bugs that bite and infect us, like mosquitoes, and they prevent the spread of disease. They also help keep crops safe by removing the pests that destroy them. But that doesn't stop us from freaking out whenever we catch one where it doesn't belong. After all, arachnophobia is the third most common phobia in America. But one man did not fear the spiders in his presence, and as a result, he managed to save his own life and secure a military victory in the process. It happened in 1795, eight years after the Prussians had conquered Holland. The Prussians had gone up against the Dutch patriots, who were trying to install a democracy against the authoritarian Orange Stadtholderate. The Netherlands had found themselves in a bad situation. Constant war had shredded their economy, and the people were tired of living under the Prince of Orange's thumb. So, they revolted. The Dutch patriots were soon founded, and battle ensued. But the patriots lost the fight against the Prussian and Orange forces. Holland fell under new leadership until a few years later. The Dutch patriots then discovered that they had comrades in France. French revolutionaries were just getting underway with their own revolt against their leader, so the patriots went over to assist. They joined in France's fight for liberty and, eight years later, were able to capitalize on their alliance to take it back to the Netherlands. What ensued was the creation of a new state called the Batavian Republic. And in the battle to create the Batavian Republic, one soldier consulted with a very unusual tactician in order to help the French win. The soldier's name was Quatremer de Jeanvel. He had been the adjunct general with the Dutch Patriots, fighting in Holland during the first Prussian invasion in 1787. As soon as the Prussian army arrived, though, they imprisoned him in a dungeon in Utrecht, about 12 miles west of the city. He was sentenced to 25 years in that dungeon, rotting away as the Stadtholder took over. But during that time, he got to know his fellow inmates. No, not the other people, the spiders, the only companions he had. He would watch them and study their behaviors, noting how they moved about the cell, especially when the weather was about to change. Dejanval had a similar ability. He knew when an atmospheric shift was due to occur because he'd get hit with a massive headache. You could say that it was his version of a spider sense. He recognized that certain spiders, the kind who would weave large, ornate webs, would flee the dungeon whenever his head started to throb. And when those two events occurred together, a bad storm wouldn't be far behind. Days would pass as the rains beat and battered the city, and Dijonval would endure the headaches that plagued him the entire time. Eventually, as the weather abated, the spiders would return, and his pain began to subside. Dijonval put two and two together, and before long he was able to predict a severe weather event up to two weeks in advance. It wasn't the most useful skill to someone in captivity, but he figured that it might help his brothers-in-arms on the outside. In the winter of 1794, as snow fell over Holland, the rivers froze beneath the feet of the invading French soldiers, and this allowed them to advance toward Utrecht with ease. But an early December thaw was predicted while they were en route. Clearly, that was bad news, because if the rivers were to unfreeze, the troops and their artillery would be lost. The French generals considered withdrawing completely, but Dijonval couldn't let that happen. He believed that if he helped them in their mission, they might get him out of prison. So he wrote a letter and managed to get it to one of the French generals in January of 1795. According to Volume 7 of the Anglo-American magazine from 1855, 
he pledged himself from the peculiar actions of the spiders, of whose movements he was enabled to judge with perfect accuracy, that within 14 days there would commence a most severe frost. And sure enough, after only 12 days, that frost arrived and the rivers and canals solidified. They were strong enough to hold the French soldiers and their artillery, who entered Utrecht on January 28th. And Katamer de Jeanval, the man who had used his amazing friends to help them, was freed from his incarceration. He had developed a keen power to predict the weather. And as we all know, with great power comes great responsibility. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Thank you.